I only hope that we never lose sight of one thing, that it was all started by a mouse. Well, hello, everyone out there in podcast land. This is the Beyond the Mouse podcast, the podcast for all things Disney, for NPR, Illinois Community Voices, and for the Front Row Network. I'm your host, Craig. I'm joined today by my co-host, Miss Vanessa Ferguson. Hello. And returning from the Great West Coast, Mr. Brett Rutherford. Well, hello there. <laughs> so we've been doing a lot of trip reports this summer, and uh, Brett has already given us a trip report from Walt Disney World, so he thought he would give us another trip report from Disneyland. So oh, Brett yes. just returned from the park that Walt built, and we are going to talk all about it, and especially some of the new things that came to Disneyland over this time. But Brett, I guess I just want to open up by saying, how did it feel to be back at Disneyland? I know that that seems to be like your home park in a way. Well, you know, people ask me, what what's my favorite park? Do I like Walt Disney World or Disneyland? And I never say, because that's just an unfair question for me. Truly an unfair question. But I will say, <laughs> but I will say that if I were given the opportunity for a free visit <laughs> to either of those places, um, I would choose, I'd go to Disneyland. So <laughs> that tells you something without maybe telling you something, you know? I would I say know, it just, kind of. the way even like the listeners of the show will probably suspect because you just have this certain glow when you talk about Disneyland. I, so well, yeah, I like do. them both so much. I like them both so much, but you know, I'm just like well, going... I think what we can do is just dive right in to your trip, and uh, I'm just going to kind of freewheel it today, and we're going to ask you some questions as they come up and go from there, but I think that it would be appropriate to start. You know, our friend David Alpert, who does e-ticket to Broadway, he always asks his guests, what's the first thing you're going to do when you go back to the parks? So the question is, what was the first thing that you did when you went to Disneyland? Okay, well, uh, a multiple answer uh, nope, one thing. You did one, one thing, thing first, Brett. <laughs> I I was in the Esplanade, and I glanced at Disney Land Park as I was entering Disney California Adventure. So, okay, so that was that was very that, that was good. That was I I appreciate that. That's kind of what I was going for. But I guess maybe you could expand that to like what was the first attraction or okay. thing you did? Well, sir. Well, yeah. Well, okay. Well, uh, okay. There are circumstances here. Okay, so now naturally, I would go to Disneyland first, generally. But Disneyland was uh, I went on a Friday, and the Saturday following the Friday, because that's the way that works. It was Disneyland's 66th anniversary. So I'm like going, you know, I'm going to spend that special day in the park. So today I was going to uh, Disney California Adventure because of Avengers Campus. Are you kidding me? You know, sometimes I do the, sometimes on my first day, I either do the traditional thing or I do the crazy thing and I do whatever's new. Well, Avengers Campus was brand new and so that was so to really answer your question that was the first thing i did but i wanted to pay homage to the original park of course Mm. yeah no that makes a a lot of sense and i know we're going to dive into avengers campus like crazy in fact i imagine that that will be a lot of what we do today but vanessa did you have any questions particularly about disneyland before we start to really dive into avengers campus did the first ride what was the first ride that you rode Indiana Jones. 
Yes. <laughs> Good. Good. Because yes, as soon as you said was. Disneyland, I was like, oh, Indiana Jones. <laughs> yes, it was. Oh, that was a day. That was a day. Well, I mean, it was Disney. Okay, it was my first time at Disneyland in two years. I know that sounds like not a lot for a lot of people, but for me, it's a lot. It's a lot. So I, in fact, I was streaming, I was streaming live to our, you know, Beyond the Mouse friends on Facebook. And, and so I'm walking down, I mean, you turn the corner and walking down Main Street on their 66th birthday. And there were so many cast members along the side with their welcome home and happy birthday that it did. I mean, you know, it brought me to tears a little bit, but, but they had a different rope drop rather than like going off into the spokes of like the real hub. They kept you at the top of main street, like they do at Walt Disney world, which was a whole new thing, you know, so you don't get that extra, you know, closeness to getting there early and getting closer to Adventureland, you know, to do that, you know, mad dash as uh, to to uh, Indiana Jones but yeah that was the first thing I did was Indiana Jones mm-hmm. and did you tell everybody in line you know I got to talk to Tony Baxter and he <laughs> told me all about this attraction or is that more of a Vanessa thing well well um, let's just say the opportunity did not present itself um had there been more of a wait you know I might have I'm like going well when we talked to Tony he said that no I didn't I didn't do it it might be a Venice thing I want to defend myself but it's so true I can't it can be a you thing yeah yeah I'm I'm a terrible name dropper I know yeah (laughs) oh please listen to the show and tell me that I'm not a name dropper so well um, how can we not you know it's just I mean we're just amazed by our guest and all that so yeah I know that you went to um California Adventure and to Avengers Campus first uh and again I do really want to spend a lot of time on that but I don't want to shortchange the other park the original park and you were there on the 66th birthday so can you walk us through some of your experiences that day and I understand that that was a Saturday so that was the day after you arrived but uh going a little bit out of order because I would love to spend some time walking down Main Street with you and experiencing (laughs) what you did uh at Disneyland first well, let's see. Okay. So, you know, Indiana Jones, and then I'm like going, I had to go to Fantasyland because I had to do Snow White's Enchanted Wish, which was new. I mean, you know, Snow White's Scary Adventures had been there, you know, a park classic, but it had been reimagined into Snow White's Enchanted Wish. And I cannot tell you how amazing and awesome it was. Uh, I wanted to, I wanted to get out and write it, write it again, but I'm like going, there's too many things to do. I, I, I'll do it another time. <laughs> and so, but it was amazing. I mean, it's completely reimagined. It tells, you know, a, a slightly sweeter story, you know, the queen's still there. She did a lot. She still offers you the apple and, you know, things happen, but the, but the use of audio animatronics and new storytelling and, um, and, and projections, unreal but the cutest oh my gosh the cutest thing is an audio animatronic it is like you know a squirrel or you know like when you know when the the animals help snow white with uh, her cleaning Mm -hmm. well they do that in the first i'm sorry non-spoilers a spoiler alert anyway there is this little creature that is like scrubbing (laughs) on a washboard and i'm just like going that is the cutest thing ever, you know, just, and a lot, you know, in time to the music. And I'm just like going that, that just melted my heart. That was 
just so good. I just, I, I the next time I went on it again, I, I, I told the cast member at the, as I was exiting, perfection, just so good. So, I mean, it, it was unreal. So good. And if you can watch it on YouTube, watch it on YouTube, but go to the park. I can't wait. I can't wait to watch it on YouTube again. Oh my gosh. It was just so good. It was just so amazing. You would say that it was a great um, addition or a great reimagining of the attraction. Oh, yes. Right? Oh, it is unreal. It is so, you would think, what? Fantasyland? Dark Pride? No, no, no. Oh, it is so good. So good. And Dopey is featured prominently, so <laughs> so, so we have people be. who enjoy that too. So yeah, it is just so good. Oh, so good. That's really cool, Brett. I because you know it's the when we rode those rides, it was very nostalgic, and it, well, maybe not some of them weren't like the most updated technology, but it was fun to kind of relive things that we remembered. Um, I remembered a version at Walt Disney World, and so it was fun to ride with you in Disneyland. But now, the way you're, yes, doing the throw our hands up, pretend like we're Snow White. Uh, in you the know, forest, you acting. know, when it gets all evil and dark. We have exactly. to do that. We have to do that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but <laughs> I now I'm really anxious to go back <laughs> and mm-hmm. see this ride because you've really sold it. You should oh, sell so so, you should be the uh, video that they send out to try to get people <laughs> to come and you be tourists. You just gotta do this. It's the best ever. So <laughs> and then they'd be like, Why is this guy from Maelstrom telling me to go on to Snow White? I don't no. understand. Oh no. What is this? Okay. So or is that dream heritage? My so, Scandinavian heritage. So tell me about the birthday in particular. Did Disney do anything special? I know that the 66th birthday might not necessarily be as uh, special as the 65th, but they were closed <laughs> on the 65th birthday. So right. did they do anything special um, for, to mark the occasion? Well, yes, they did. Um, they had two special cavalcades uh, <laughs> because it, at Disneyland, whatever the parade or in this instance, a cavalcade, it, they, they start from Small World and then they go up uh, by Matterhorn Way and then onto Main Street. And then um, they, they sort of uh, hold the, the floats and that sort of thing behind Main Street and then a little bit later in the day they go the other way. So there were two opportunities for a cavalcade. Um, so, I mean, it is, a, it is a smaller experience, you know, there were, but Mickey was there, they had banners, you know, happy 66. And I just happened to be, uh, well, the, the cast member told me that, uh, that they were going to allow um, guests up on the train station, because that's where the characters were doing a social distance sort of greeting there. And so they were going to go away. So they were going to allow guests to go up to, uh, which, you know, is kind of the perfect spot to, to watch anything on main street. So I did, I did. I went up there and watched the, the cavalcade and, you know, and then when they get to main street and when they get to the, the hub, they did a, they did a parade stop on main street and did their little ceremony. And then they were in town square and um, so the band was playing and then there was a, a, a replaying of Walt's, you know, a dedication, you know, uh, I mean, there I was, you know, 66 years later, listening to Walt's words, you know, looking, 
write it where he did it. So, I mean, that was a Disney tearful moment and, uh, and just so cool. And then, you know, we wished, or we sang happy birthday, Disneyland. And, oh, wow. <laughs> that would have me bawling. Then, you know, and then they, and then it, it went on its way. So it was kind of simple, but it was really sweet, but they've done that in the past. It's kind of a, a smaller way to celebrate you know, an amazing park on amazing days, but they've done that before on other um, birthdays or anniversaries. But, uh, and uh, there was still a little bit of, of 65th merchandise available uh, on Main Street. Um, but, uh, you know, I, I didn't, I didn't buy anything. I already had one thing. So that was enough for me, but yeah. So, so, and I understand there wasn't a cupcake, a special cupcake, but there was a 66th birthday a special apple treat, which was very cute, but I did not have that, but I saw the picture of it. <laughs> I was assuming they would so have cool. something that was special. Maybe yeah. the apple, maybe that's a drawing, you know, that comparison to Snow White having just been done a little <laughs> bit in their mind. But um, I want to get this part out of the way because I feel like we've uh, stressed it a lot this summer, but then I want to continue to move on. So this is the mm-hmm. first time you're back in the state of California. It's the first time you are at uh, Disneyland there. Now, I should say that at the time you went, because everything is so quickly evolving, uh, there were probably limited restrictions and meaning there wasn't much of any restrictions at all. And now, of course, we have heard that Disney is going to follow the CDC guidelines uh, and ask that uh, people, whether they are vaccinated or not, wear a mask indoors while they're waiting for their attractions and things. But uh, again, knowing that that has changed uh, in the meantime, can you talk about the experience of being there uh, during what's going on here uh, in the world and then (laughs) sort of if there were some restrictions it did seem like there was a lot of folks around you all the time it seemed yeah well I was you know if you saw you know I was uh on uh at rope drop and rope drop was rope drop (laughs) you know there is there is a uh it's just it is my favorite it's one of my favorite things in the entire world to do rope drop to be yeah, rope drop. The unofficial yes. oh, yeah. Disney marathon. <laughs> I thought of you the day that I went. Pants? Yes. Oh yes. Oh, oh, a well, favorite that, memory oh, of that. mine. <laughs> yeah. But I tell did, me more you know. about why you love it. <laughs> Just because look, it's my favorite thing because everyone is so excited and the anticipation in the air is palpable. And as I've kind of said before, I'm like going, you know, in Monsters Inc., you know, first of all, they were they, they got all their energy from scaring and then they got all their energy from laughing. I'm like going, if you could bottle up the anticipation energy and, and how wonderful the day of potential that everyone feels when they're there and the happiness that is just about to happen. You know, if you could bottle that, oh my gosh, you know, so that's a feeling that I love. And yes, when you look around and you go, oh gosh, there's, there, we are during, we are in a current situation and, uh, and no one is masked and I'm going to look forward and try not to breathe. Um, (laughs) So, but it was, it was really cool. There were times, you know, there were times when I would put a mask on. It was really up to the individual at that point. There was no mandate or no um, Disney suggestion. Um, Los Angeles County at that point did have a mask order for indoors, um, but I was following the Disney guidelines of, of uh, they did not have that in place. So there were a few times when I would just, you know, if I felt that there was kind of cramped quarters or so, um, you know, like the vestibule area or the little waiting room for the Haunted Mansion is kind of small. 
and there are plenty of people and uh, the stretching rooms were working and all that. And, uh, and so, but I did have a mask on during that, but then when I got into my doom buggy, I took it off. <laughs> so <laughs> it was kind of that that sort of situation so of course and i should say that uh, we are planning to release this later than our recording date so everything we just said was when brett went at the end of july um but (laughs) moving forward even a couple of weeks from now uh we have no idea specifically what might be going on as far as if california is gonna make uh, masks uh, required outdoors in theme parks again if there might be capacity restrictions we just don't know so we're not going to even guess about that stuff but just what, letting you know that you should always check in with Disney um, for the latest in anything that's going on within the parks they do a really good job of updating their guests that are coming and uh, they will certainly help you plan your vacation accordingly. So just make sure you're always checking into that. If you work with a travel agent, they are also a really great resource because they will know specifically what is going on in the parks at any given time. So are we ready to, and we can come back to Disneyland. I'm not saying that we leave Disneyland entirely, but are we ready to talk Avengers Campus? Because I kind of am. (laughs) Really? Okay. Well, my experience. Okay. And again, it's my first Disneyland slash, you know, Disney California adventure experience in two years and and I am ready. I am up for it. So I walk in uh, and it's it's the first thing I do. So I go to Avengers Campus and it just so happened I was there kind of in the afternoon, early afternoon, well, afternoon. And it just so happened that I, I guess I, I was there when everything was happening and it is there is a lot of entertainment and special avenger appearances and all that so so you i walked on to avengers campus and the amazing spider-man is is doing his amazing spider-man stunt activities including the amazing huge leap up in the air which may or may or not be an animatronic figure but please don't you know don't quote me on that but anyway it's spider-man makes this huge jump into the air and lands all spidey like well you don't really see him land so who might but anyway it's amazing and you know if you've watched it on youtube or something it, it again you have to see it because it is really really amazing so that was cool okay so i watched that so i'm like going and i and oh well i had a i had a fast pass we'll talk about that well i had a boarding pass i'm sorry i had a boarding pass for web slingers the spider-man adventure so i was you know looking at the time i i had i'd gotten that when i was uh in dallas actually because it was seven o'clock i arrived in dallas like right about nine o'clock in the morning i'm like going excuse me excuse me you don't understand i i have to get a i have to get a web slinger i have to i have to web sling and i have to do the app so i can get in this you know boarding group and all that well anyway it was a little dramatic at least in my head, but I did get in and because of times and all of that sort of stuff, it happened. It was a perfect time for me to get there. So, so I walk on, I see the amazing Spider-Man doing his amazing Spider-Man things. I check out a little bit of the web slinging thing. And as I make my way through um, the warriors of Wakanda are doing their training there. Okay. But the real thing is when you walk on to Avengers Campus. It's the music that is so stirring and so exciting, and it gets you really seriously pumped for the whole adventure and the whole experience. It is so completely immersive, and 
you feel powerful and it, it's like you're in Avengers movie. Well, you've seen Spider-Man and you've seen the Warriors of Wakanda and then you see Avengers assemble. So you see, you're all just kind of hanging out in this building, you know, socially distanced. I have but, to you know, stop probably... you because I, I want to ask questions about like the 12 things you've already mentioned. So, oh, okay. uh, so let's go back. <laughs> I get excited. Bit. I do. I know. I know. <laughs> I know. Uh, so let's go back a little bit. And, and yes, I have seen the animatronic um, Spider-Man and it does look very cool. I'm very excited to see that in person. But let's talk about web slingers a little bit. First of all, it does seem like just from following social media that, of course, this is the same kind of virtual queue, virtual boarding pass that is put in to Rise of the Resistance in both uh, Walt Disney World and also in Disneyland. But it does almost seem like web slingers is slightly easier to get than the Rise of the Resistance ones. And I wonder if that's because of a ride capacity thing. But uh, you got to ride web slingers. Talk yeah. to us about it because this is this is one of those rides. Uh, it's being compared to uh, like Toy Story Mania in terms of being sort of a game that you're doing. But then instead of using an actual uh, physical object, you are you are spitting those webs with your hands, which is really cool. Well, so yes. go ahead and talk to us about yes. that. Well, you're not playing a game. You are saving Avengers Campus from these bots that are that uh, normally are very good bots, but you know they're they're self replicating and basically they're they're taking over avengers campus and it is very important it's it's vitally important that we help spidey get rid of these bots and so what um so you basically you make gestures with your hands and you don't have to you don't have to do like the spidey man thing which i'm like going you'd have to of course you would right i mean i would well Okay. Okay. Well, I mean, if you, if you want to score, score more, you just sort of fling your hands. And, and when you, when you enter the vehicle, which is my, which is made of vibranium, isn't it? Is it vibranium? And, um, and then you're assigned, there are four people in a vehicle and you're assigned a color and there's like a motion tracking thing. So you like wave at the little screen there and you see it's you, it is not, you know, you're actually, connected there and uh and then you go on this journey uh into these various rooms where the spiders are taking over and strangely enough it gets more difficult and there's more spiders as you move along (laughs) and uh yes and then so you're flinging and you're flinging and there's different ways to fling and you can read the instructions as you're in the queue and all this sort of thing it's like they expected this or something i don't know that these bots just go amok every so often but anyway, so you're flinging and you're flinging and, um, and it's very fun. So so it's not really a game. You are saving Adventures Campus. At, Which is kind of cool because it's true. Avengers like, Campus, uh, yes. It's actually the real spaces that you could walk by in Avengers Campus, right? If I'm not mistaken. Um, it seems to be a very large warehouse that it hasn't in fact okay. gone into. They do see what happened if they replicate, you know, if we are not successful in our uh, helping Spidey get rid of all of these they will take over the entire campus and destroy oh okay it, so, so you don't sad. actually so, like mean, show up with like you don't see on the screen like maybe an area of avengers campus that you because um, i i haven't wanted to see i was like, very in, i was very interested in 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 saving you know slinging so webs and all of that so you're uh, asking him to be a journalist be... when he's trying yeah. to save the world craig thank you yeah. sorry yes, i so thought he was going to be yeah. like peter parker and truly get into the journalistic spirit of it all as well um so <laughs> that'll take about the fourth or fifth time i'm still there there is a slight learning curve on the web slinging thing but i'm getting better how many times did you get to do it 
I got to do it twice. Okay, I would cool. have done it three times, but one day it was, it was not working. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, yes. So this is also something where they have decided to monetize this a little bit too. They are selling some additional web slinging apparatus uh, apparati uh, in mm-hmm. the gift shop that you can use towards this as well. Um, but I've kind of read that those really aren't uh, necessary. They just kind of enhance oh. the experience should you want to. And of course I will want to, so I'm probably <laughs> going to end up you with this. You might get a higher score maybe, or, but yeah, again, and it's a learning curve. I'm like going, you would fling them. And if you fling them a certain way, you can like grab hold of them and move them. And all of a sudden, you know, oh, I'm just wow. like going, I am a beginner here. But, you know, so I now okay. you've mentioned two shows you got to uh, go to as well. You mentioned the Dora Milaje, who are uh, Wakanda. Thank you for saying and, that. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> like, so, um, I didn't have to say that. That's okay. So they are Wakandans and they are uh, having a bit of a stage show out in the open there. And I got to it's see part training. of this in your live stream. Uh-huh. And I, what I thought was pretty cool about it, having watched the show online, is that they do kind of this moment of silence at the beginning of their show. And I think that that is, of course, a nod to the late Chadwick Boseman. And so I just think that that's a, a very cool way to do that. But then you also got to see the, uh, is it called Avengers Assemble? I, mean, I guess that would make sense. Yes, you get to see Avengers Assemble, which is uh, primarily Black Widow uh, taking care of the evildoers from her current film release. <laughs> and let's see. So there was Amazing Spider-Man, Avengers Assemble, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy, Awesome Dance Off, which is kind of, uh, um, uh, they've had that for a while with uh, Guardians of the Galaxy Mission Breakout. Um, so they had that, um, as we talked about the Warriors of Wakanda. And then there's also Dr. Strange, Mysteries of Mystic Arts. So all of that is going on there. The other thing is that uh, there are meet and greets because, well, okay, so the Avengers are hanging out, you know, like upstairs in this big building, which I'm going to say is, a, is a, an attraction building for something that's coming. I can't wait for that too, I'm sure. But anyway, um, but then like Loki and um, Iron Man, which um, it's Iron Man's voice. So, you know, so I, well, it it is Robert Downey Jr. saying, hey, do you want to take a picture? Well, it's, you know, it is Tony Stark, a.k.a. Uh, <laughs> Iron Man saying, hey, do you want to take a picture? It is a little unsettling, but so cool. And then, uh, let's see. So there's Ant-Man and the Wasp. Yes. And then uh, Ant-Man is doing um, meet and greets as well. And you would swear, again, you would swear that it was Paul Rudd just in his mannerisms. So, I mean, whoever, I mean, yeah. So it is Ant- Ant-Man is Ant-Man. So it was very cool. So that's really cool. So they kind of uh, personify the uh, actors that are playing. So you mean they, they kind of, yes, like that Paul is Rudd. true. Yes, it is Paul. There are Paul Ruddisms that would blow your mind. I'm wondering I'm if just they like also going, don't age. I don't know. You know um, so so I, I, I think this is a good spot to mention because you're talking about all these characters and, and all of this. Why in the world is this in Disneyland and not in Disney World? For those of you that don't know, and I know a lot of you like the parks and probably already know this, but there actually is a bit of a limitation on the characters that can be used at Walt Disney World. And that's because back in the 90s, Marvel was in a really pretty bad spot financially. And one of the things that they did was they sold a lot of their licensing agreements to Universal Orlando. So Universal has a lot of Marvel characters within their parks, more of the popular ones that were really popular 
popular at the time. So things like Wolverine and the X-Men, uh, Captain America, Spider-Man, the Hulk, all those kind of major mainstay names that are part of the Avengers as well, or the X-Men. And so that is why anywhere east of the Mississippi River, Disney cannot use them in those parks, even though uh, they, of course, now own Marvel. So this is kind of a weird legal thing, but that contract was signed into perpetuity. So unless uh, Marvel and Disney decide to pay Universal a very hefty sum of money, we will not see those mainstay characters within the park uh, at Walt Disney World. That doesn't mean that some of the more, at the time, minor characters, things like the Guardians of the Galaxy or things like Doctor Strange, those those quote unquote minor characters uh, from the 90s, now they've had their own movies. They are larger than even some of the X-Men at this point. And so that's why you'll see at Walt Disney World things like um, the Guardians of the Galaxy ride that's coming in. You also see some meet and greets with Groot and Rocket. You'll see Doctor Strange in Hollywood Studios every now and then. So they can still add Marvel in the parks, just not these specific what you would have considered as those bedrock characters, especially from the Marvel. And that's why uh, Avengers Campus makes a whole lot of sense out West at Disneyland and not necessarily in Disney World. Plus, it's kind of nice to have something to go to in Disneyland. That's not the exact See, same there. because Galaxy's Edge was kind of <laughs> mimicked, right? Galaxy's Edge exists in both parks and is fairly similar other than maybe some aesthetic things. So it is kind of a cool thing to do. So Vanessa, I've been hogging because I, I love really? all things Avengers. I love all things Marvel. Did you have questions about coming to the characters or anything else that might be going around at Avengers Campus? I have been burned by the Marvel characters <laughs> on the West Coast before. I've been trying to oh. put out my misery or out of my memory. Oh. So oh. no, I don't have any questions about those characters who dropped me from the top <laughs> floor of a building and watched me fall to my demise now but i am very excited i do it just you know your explanation craig of the west coast the east coast the mississippi story was very good it just goes again with my thinking that we really must have another disney park <laughs> near the mississippi st louis in missouri yeah. i i strongly believe this but no one will listen to me, but that's all right. <laughs> uh, no, Maybe I totally someday. We'll I, I know listen, you're leaving we'll characters, so time. I do want to mention one thing really quickly that I thought was pretty cool. So uh, with theming, Imagineers are thinking of everything. So they are uh, they actually thought about a backstory as to why a lot of these characters can exist at the same time. And of course, in the MCU and in the Marvel verse right now, we are getting lots of different timelines. We're getting lots of different universes, a multiverse uh, of sorts coming up, especially in the Doctor Strange movies and coming out of Loki. So all of these can exist at the same time now. So you can see Steve Rogers, Captain America, and then walk right around across the corner and see uh, Sam Wilson as Captain America. I just think that that's really cool that they thought about that. They actually gave it a backstory as opposed to just saying, well, of course you can, you know? So it's mm -hmm. kind of nice that you see that uh, going into it because of course the Imagineers thought of that. But now <laughs> I know you're exiting characters. So I wanted to throw in that nerd uh, tidbit there. Well, <laughs> but it was kind of like, the multiverse is a little confusing to me, but um, it but if it allows everyone to be at the same place and we all can enjoy them all, I mean that's a good thing, right? You know. <laughs> I do oh, have a question gotta... about the food because I do know that Ooh, you yes. got some food in the Marvel area of Disneyland. So could you kind of talk us through that test kitchen? 
Oh my gosh, the PIM test kitchen is PIMtastic. You know, I'm just like going, so I, I mean, I was looking at the menu before and I'm like going, I think I have to eat here like every meal. Oh my gosh. Well, it was so cool because I mean, it was kind of, well, it's a test kitchen. So it was an old lab facility, you know, I guess that was turned into a quick service restaurant. Well, because why not? And and the, the cast members and the servers are wearing their white lab coats and the food that you get is on, you know, these these metal trays, which are used, in, you know, for samples or testing or whatever. But any, anyway, this is how you get your food. And there's like themed paper at the bottom that is like, you know how I love all of those details. But it was just amazing. And the food was so good, too. It's like this juxtaposition of large and small. So, um, yeah, I mean, there's this huge pretzel it's called a quantum pretzel um (laughs) that will serve a family of 20 um you know but yeah so that was that was cool I had like it was well it's called a calculated breakfast which was uh it was like eggs and bacon and kind of like your regular sort of thing and then for dinner I had oh my gosh for dinner I had um this uh peanut butter well it was peanut butter and jelly and banana and um maple glazed bacon (laughs) It's called PD3 Superb Sandwich. And it also, oh, it had this micro banana smoothie and potato bites, you know. Um, (laughs) But the micro banana smoothie was like in this little tiny little test tube sort of thing. Delicious. But but there were, I all of the food there was so cool. You know, and if you have a very large family, there is a pimini, you know, like a pimini, like instead of a, yeah, okay. And, uh, and it serves like six. Well, the funny thing was like, um, one of the days when I was waiting to get into Disneyland, I heard these guys talking about going to the Pim Test Kitchen. And, you know, they were talking about this $99.99 Pimini sandwich. And they said, you know, that it was high priced. Well, I wanted to turn around and say, well, it, you know, serves six to eight guests. But, you know, I did kind of turn around and I'm like going, or two hearty appetites. They were some big guys. But anyway, I thought that was good. But yes. Well, the other thing that I had, uh, um, they have like your Coke freestyle, but they had the special drink there that was a reference to one of the one of the films. Oh, I forgot what it was. But anyway, it if you remember, it basically it tasted like Surge. <laughs> so it was, a, wow. it was a Marvel reference, but it tasted like Surge. So I haven't heard that surge. surge. In I know. Don't you remember? Years. Yeah. Like, it tastes like Surge. It looks like Surge too. But yeah. So the Pim Test Kitchen, one of my favorites. And yeah, that was amazing. I love the idea of like teeny tiny things. Cause if you, if you just want to have a taste of everything, which is general and why I like traveling with Brett, cause he won't eat all of his <laughs> stuff and then I get to eat the rest of it. But yes, I if, thought of you. I'm like, oh. if, if you want to have like a taste of just everything, these little miniature servings, I think is just an awesome idea. And I yeah. love tiny hats. Tiny hats. It was. It's a little brioche hat on a huge chicken sandwich. The best kind <laughs> of hat is a brioche hat. <laughs> now I know your appetite ish, and it seems like this might be a little outside of that uh, range. But did you walk past the shawarma cart? Sure, I did. I wanted to have shawarma too. Are you kidding? Because I've never had shawarma. I've never had shawarma. I walked past it many times, but I'm like going again. Let's you know, you're walking around. Avengers campus of theme park and it's hot and I'm not really hungry. Well, was, was it served hot or shawarma? 
Oh, I'm sure it was shawarma. It was shawarma. I love it. I like it. All of this. Yep. There's there's two campuses of the shawarma because one's over by, um, it's very popular. And well, everything is very popular. So, but yeah, but I use the, I use the mobile ordering, you know, and that's a little faster than waiting in line, especially for the pin test kitchen. You know, you kind of just sort of go on in and you're served very quickly. So that was very handy. So we talked about this a bit, I think when you went to Disney world, um, but did you have to make sure you put in that mobile order quite in advance of when you wanted to eat or were you pretty okay? Like, what did you do? What was your strategy for that? Well, I, um, I kind of found out on weekends, uh, especially for pin test kitchen and all of that, that, you know, as you would go throughout your day, I go, hmm, maybe I'll eat there. And then there were limited times there. So throughout the week, it was a little bit less, but on the weekend, and that was true, not just with the pin test kitchen, but other places too. Um, you kind of, if you kind of know about when you want to go, you can do that. And you can also switch things up when you get there too, if there is availability. But generally there were, I was able to change the windows of, of availability, but yeah, but I did that a few times. Oh, we'll get back to the other park, but there was a beignet experience. There was a, there was a, uh, uh, a Dole Whip experience. Well, can we just go ahead and travel over? That's okay. But can we go ahead and travel to Disneyland and talk about these yes. beignet and dolip experience? Because that's one of our favorite favorite memories from when we went. Yes. So go ahead and tell us everyone about it. So I I think well I well also back to Disneyland new Jungle Cruise big big news in the Jungle Cruise world. It was so good. That was one of the first things I did too. Um, and. Uh, Let's see. So after that, I think I'm like going, hmm, I'm feeling it might peckish. I think I will have a Dole Whip. So I get on the app and it was available. And so by uh, Enchanted Tiki Room and uh, picked up my Dole Whip and it was very delicious. And Dole Whips for breakfast, a good idea. You just feel so healthy, you know. And then the other day, so then that was one day. And then another day for breakfast, I had, oh, Vanessa, I ordered beignets and a mint julep. And mm. what was crazy about that is, you know, I mean, beignets and mint juleps, you know, it seems kind of like, well, that's been around Disneyland forever. You know, the cool people don't eat beignets and certainly not mint juleps anymore. Well, they do. Everyone does. I'll say, if they're it's not like, eating them, we sure waited in an awfully long line. There was, yeah. So there were tons of people. In fact, it kind of like took over uh, the French market there because the French market wasn't open for their lunch or dinner. So it was that whole area was a wonderful place to sit and relax and eat uh, a Mickey beignet. And we don't, you know, you sort of look at it and I'm like going, I'm like going, oh, it looks like some of the powdered sugar has come off. Well, I just shook it again. I just shake it again and poofs of uh, powdered sugar come wafting from the top. And I'm like, going, there it is. And the mint julep was really good. I think that they've changed the recipe over the years. In fact, Tony Baxter had told us that when we talked to him, that they used to have a little bit more of that um, mint syrup in it. And they were a weird color of green. But now I think that the they have the mint and they muddled the mint so you have the essence of the mint, but then you have like a really tasty lemonade. And it was, it was pretty warm there. So that coolness um, 
it sort of uh, lasted even when I went over to Batu. So I was still feeling the mint and the lemonade freshness while I was traveled to Batu, which I did too. Again, that was another boarding group experience, which I must say, okay, is easier, I think, at Disneyland because I got them every day. Um, I, I don't know that I have that down to an art form, but you know, that you do the countdown and you get on there. Actually, there was a cast member that helped me a little bit because I wasn't on the right screen or I, I was able to get in, but I wasn't able to get in really fast. I was trying to get a <laughs> lower boarding group, which I did after I, after he uh, told me I was on the wrong screen. So, but yeah, so anyway, so really I did cool. That. it was cool. So and I had, oh, I had an amazing Millennium Falcon experience. Okay, because there was a singer liner. Oh, this is a new tip. This is a new tip because it's happened to me twice now. Okay, so and as, as a single a single rider in Millennium Falcon, generally you are, you become the engineer because the other people do the cool things, which is the pilot and the gunners. And then you're like in the back. Okay, well, it's happened twice now. Well, in Florida, I was with a family of, of four, two of which were very, very small children, and one really did not want to be there or go on that adventure. Um, but they ask, you know, who wants to be the, the pilots? And they're like, they kind of, if you don't really know what's going on, they just kind of, well, I don't know. And I'm like going, I knew I was going to be the engineer. Well, this time around, I was with a family of three and they were just kind of looking at each other. And so who's going to be a pilot? And then they didn't say anything. I went, I'll be a pilot. So I went from getting in line to being a pilot on the Millennium Falcon and go through that adventure all in 10 minutes. Wow. <laughs> Which I considered so cool. a win. That was a win to be a pilot. I didn't get to jump to light speed, but I pointed it out. Light speed, light speed. Anyway, so <laughs> <laughs> with a smile on my face, not you idiot. So <laughs> like, you know, you press that. It's green. You it's green. You do that. Thank you. <laughs> All right. Uh, Sophie's choice of sorts. You are allowed to spend one afternoon in Galaxy's Edge or in Avengers Campus. Where are you going? Um, oh, um. Well, it's, that is hard. That is, that is really hard. Um, Come on, Sophie. Okay. Make the choice. Make the Make choice. Make the choice. Um, I, right now, I would say Avengers Campus, just because of the feels. Okay. A lot of that has to do with the music, because there's, I mean, other than the fantastic, or excuse me, pimtastic food you can have there. And, you know, and shawarma, like you wouldn't believe. Yeah, but anyway... Um, but Web Slingers, amazing. It's the music that makes you feel like a superhero. And, you know, you can see all of your wonderful Avenger friends. And, you know, and if I were to go back, I would spend some time and I would talk to Tony Stark and I would talk to uh, Ant-Man and, you know, have a conversation or maybe a picture. But, okay. I'm, you know, I'm shy and retiring. So I didn't do that this time around. And I will say, I did watch a walkthrough of the area, and it does seem like that area, there is a building there that looks very prime for a very large attraction. So who knows, maybe we have Destination D coming up in November. Maybe there's an announcement there or something. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Um, I want to start to wrap us up and get some of your final thoughts about the trip that you had and uh, any 
other tips that you had? You did go for five days, right? And that mm-hmm. seemed like plenty of time to do everything that you wanted to do. But give us some tips for anybody Never. else. That's out there. Oh, well, number one, see, we talk to a lot of people that go to Disney World. And part of it is because it's a little bit closer. We are in the Midwest. And, you know, so typically, you know, families have gone to Florida. Um, but, you know, if you're listening to us, you are a Disney fan. And if you haven't been to Disneyland, I urge you, check Travelocity, check for bargains, make it a big, a big driving trip because you will love it. It is so special to be there on the birthday, to see all these new and reimagined attractions was unbelievable. Oh, I've made residual chills. That's a good thing. I loved it. I loved it all. I loved it all. That is so wonderful. It's just so great to see you back in the parks and to be able to experience that. And thanks for allowing us to come along with the ride as well. So I guess now we need to start asking you, uh, and I know things can change, but when's your next trip? Oh, oh, well, this is, this has been, well, it's been a year. Mm -hmm. And honestly, if I can be just real honest here for a moment, that there are times when my trips to um, both Florida and Disneyland have been real sort of, um, I think Vanessa calls it therapy. I'm like, I was going to say therapeutic. It is therapeutic. Let's mm-hmm. just say that it is seriously therapeutic because uh, kind of uh, because of various situations uh, and I have been at Walt Disney World and Disneyland within a basically within a month of each other, which is a very rare occasion, but I'm ready to go back. I was going to say <laughs> Not that I'm, I'm planning anything. I'm <laughs> sure you have plans in place or tentative plans because a Disneyland Brett is a happy Brett. A Disneyland Brett. I have never seen a picture of me in California where I'm not happy. I know. Sure. I'm like going, it's true. It's, it's true. a wonderful place to visit. Yep. Well, thanks for taking us along uh, on these trips. And <laughs> well, we need to go to in person. Our... We just yes, really need right. to go. Yeah. All of us, uh, all of our guests that shared throughout the summer, these trip reports, we will have more of them in the future. It's not like we're stopping it, but this is a nice uh, cap to that kind of summer series of trip reports that we had. And we are just so grateful to everybody that's participated and to people that have continued to listen to us. I will mention that, uh, especially because we've had some great Disney content creators invite us to be part of their show. We have a lot of new listeners this summer. And so thank you so much for checking us out and continue to please recommend us to your friends. We just love to hear from you as well. I know that some of you have joined our Beyond the Mouse Podcast Pals group on Facebook, but continue to do that because we just love hearing from listeners. We love interacting with you uh, and we would certainly welcome you with open arms into that group. So If this is the first time that you're listening, you can find Beyond the Mouse on any podcast platform just by searching for us. And you also should subscribe and make sure you give us a rating there as well. That would be really great. And then you can find us on all social media. We're on Beyond the Mouse Pod on Instagram, also Beyond Mouse on Twitter. And then Facebook, I mentioned the Beyond the Mouse Podcast Pals Facebook group, but we also do have the Beyond the Mouse Podcast uh, page as well. We also are part of the Front Row Network, so you can find them on all social media by searching the Front Row Network. And you 
of course can find us on nprillinois.org as well. It's just been a really fun summer to get to experience the parks through all of you. And I just can't wait to get back there myself. And until we can, this is a great substitute for it to listen to these stories as we move along. So any final thoughts, Vanessa? Well, I am just really excited that Brett got to go and I am looking forward to maybe planning some more trips. Maybe the three of us eventually will get to go on some kind of Disney trip. Wouldn't that be nice? Mm -hmm. It would be, it would be very fun. I am looking forward to that day for sure. Brett, wrap us up. This was your trip report. This was your trip out to Disneyland, your park. Tell us about it. (laughs) Well, uh, there are just no words. There are no words. There's only feels in there. All amazing. And I had the best time. It was just amazing. And so, and, and again, I'm like going, I am the poster boy for California Disney attractions. You must go. You listen to us. You will have an amazing time. You will get to see Walt's bench that started it all at Griffith Park. You can see that right in at Disneyland. You can look at um, the firehouse and you can see Walt's apartment with the light always on because he's always there. If I say anymore, I'm going to start crying, so I better not. I had the best time and I can't wait to go back. Danny well, we Disney had the Park. best time listening yeah. to your trip and living through your trip, so thank you again. So, for Beyond the Mouse, I am Craig. I'm Vanessa. And I'm Brett. And we will see you real soon. Maybe walking right down the middle of Main Street, USA in Disneyland. Oh, that'd be great. Oh, we'd have nice. a great time. Oh, oh we'll all have to wait. hold hands. Or interlock arms. We would have it's to skip. And skip. Oh, let's skip. Skipping would be required.